Welcome back to Front Sight. This is um, a new episode this morning, wherever you're watching it. Um, I wanted to also say thank you so much for just listening and um, contributing to this podcast, whether that's just listening on your device or just coming to the the, um, Bible study um, here in person. But uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, But uh, today we are starting off this episode with Pastor Ron as our main host right here in front of us. Oh yeah, Come on. Hey, here Pastor we go. Ron, how's here it we going? go. It's going good. How are you guys? Yeah, and it's always good to hear Jacob's voice. He's he's not necessarily the, the silent partner. You know what I mean? But he's <laughs> what I mean is like he's the, he's the one not just pushing buttons on the day of, but he sees um, he sees the backside of it along with Rodney, and um, he can see the growth. He can see the engagement. And also, just a quick shout out yeah. to um, Rodney as well. Man, doing a phenomenal job of taking these notes and turning them into a Bible study. That is something I have prayed for for years to have um, someone come alongside, partner with, and that that can just get right into it. Like, if there's one thing I know about you, you can get into my head and my brain. Don't share a lot of what <laughs> you see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But you can, but no, and a shout out. What I mean by that is there's a great group of guys. So a lot of guys expressed an interest to get together and you said, can do. Like you picked up that banner and ran with it. And a uh, man, I just want to say a, a great shout out and encouragement to the the local men that mm-hmm. are attending this study as well Yeah. Um, for sacrificing the time. We know that it's not easy to get up early in the morning um, and be there, but that sacrifice is so worth it. And so thank you, thank you for taking this beyond just a podcast um, that you listen to. You know that was my prayer from the start, that this was so much more than just um, listening. Like, we, that's part of it. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is the catalyst, but that it, we would teach this to faithful men and mm. trust other men to pass these things on too. And thank you for that intentional discipleship. That's kind of what we're talking about today. And I know sort of the average length of this is probably around 35 to 45 minutes. And we know for some guys, you know, you're not able to finish all of it and you kind of catch back up. I just want to say this off the get-go. I am fired up about this topic Mm -hmm. that we're going to spend the next, I don't know, maybe it's only one episode, maybe it's two, maybe it's three. So what we're going to talk about today, I'm not exactly sure how the title will flesh out because this is what it's in my head but it's, it's, it's the topic of we're losing a generation of young men. Yeah. And so it's, it's this idea of lost boys, how to, how to cast a new vision for biblical manhood. Yeah. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, so right now there's a vacuum in society of, of what, is, what does being a man look like? What is it, how, do I, how do I become a man? How, do I, how, do I, how am I like, good at being a man? Like, what does that even look like? And so, so many young men, believe this or not, are asking women, mm. what does a good man, a, a, a man look like and a biblical man look like? Now, I'm going to share this information here in just a moment. This is what I'm reading, and this is the research I'm finding. And I'm also finding that not many churches have an answer for that. Now, there's mm. so many good men, men's ministries out there. I'm not saying that we're like the only one. There are so many good resources to learn from. But nonetheless, 
we have got to provide answers for a space that is missing mm, right yeah. now. Yeah. Now, the world is trying to answer it. I'm going to share with you the books I'm reading right now, um, or in just a moment, what I'm reading. And most of them come, come out of this, and they really don't have an answer. They know there's a problem. They've clearly identified there's a problem with um, we're losing men, and no one seems to have a clear answer um, to what it looks like. They're good at identifying it, and they're even really good, I think, it's, it's sort of describing characteristics of a man. Mm. Now, to be fair, many of the books that I'm reading aren't necessarily Christian, So, um, but I, I think I have the ability to take what they're saying and apply it to Scripture, but I wanted to hear what their thoughts were um, on this. So when I do recommend uh, some of these books to you, keep in mind that not not everything I read is biblically based, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I read other sources, like, you know... Um, I read what the world is writing to understand what the world what what their understanding of a certain topic is, mm. and so when I'm trying to answer it, um, I'm answering it from a biblical perspective, and there and that resonates with them as I, I hope they're like I get that okay. But here here's let me here's the books that I'm reading. One of them is just a really good. It's simple. It's called Stand Strong. It's by um, who is it by Our Daily Bread Publishing. Is 365 Devotions for Men by Men. Now, to be fair, I just picked this up about three days ago. <laughs> um, let me just tell you some other things. I'm actually studying for sermon series, but man, these are really good books. Now, these are biblical. Um, it's, it's entitled Kingdom Heroes, Building a Strong Faith that Endures, and the author is Tony Evans. Mm. He does phenomenal at speaking on um, kingdom authority and kingdom manhood. Here's another one, Courageous Faith. And Ed Heinsohn, if you know anything about him, phenomenal um, Old Testament teacher. But it's, it's Courageous Faith, Life Lessons from Old Testament Heroes. I'm actually studying that, obviously, for a sermon series, but there's so many good things um, that you can uh, take from that on being a man. Here's another. This is such an interesting read. Um, it's, it's man, it's it's high level. I say it's high level. Rodney, I think you're very familiar with it or to some yeah. extent, right? Um, it's called Iron John. A book about men, and it's by Robert Bly. Mm. Now, it's it's a. How would you describe how this is written? Um, it's poetic, sort of in nature. It's taking a story, and he's writing his own like thesis around the story, as best I understand it. Yeah, got, <clears throat> maybe a, a description, or, or a, I'm trying to think of an author that it might be like. Yeah, uh, he's he's interesting. He's different than I've read. So it's it's. I'm going to say it's not necessarily an easy read, no. but you have to like dig in it um, and, and find the nuggets, which I'm already tagging it. But anyway, and here's another one, um, Manhood in the Making by David Gilmore, Cultural hmm. Concepts of Masculinity. Now, he's the one that really comes close. Now, he nails a lot of things, but he really comes close to describing it, but doesn't really give us clear-cut answers. He identifies a problem. And another one um, that I'm reading, Of Boys and Men by Richard Reeves, Why the Modern Male is Struggling, Why it Matters, and What to Do About It. Wow. What a title, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to quickly digest um, all of those, but here, here's my premise of this today. All right, I want to get right into this because I don't think we're going to get very far into this, which again is fine, um, but I want to open this up and, and just start hearing your guys' thoughts. Here's what I wrote as soon as I started reading these books. And the majority of them, I read almost all four of them, probably in about a three-day period. Mm. Okay? Here's, here's what I know. There is a crisis of rudderless young men. Mm. Now, almost every author said that. As a matter of fact, one author may have said something really close to that. 
but they're all saying that. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of young men. I'm looking at two of them right now. They're well, you're not those <laughs> guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking at two young men right now who can fully understand what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm thankful for these two young men that they're not the statistic we're talking about. Yeah, and there's a clear reason why. But here's what I wrote down. Um, when I was reading this, we in an area of protection. So these are sort of the three areas I want to cover over the next few podcast episodes. In the area of protection, like men being protectors, we've gone from a rod and staff, obviously Moses, mm-hmm. bow and arrow, yeah, name the name the warrior in the Bible, to a joystick. Mm. Mm. We've gone from rod and bow, a rod and staff, bow and arrow to a joystick, a screen, a screen, yeah. Keep on. I mean, you guys keep on. Like, yeah, you're like, well, not everybody plays video games. Or oh, what? You say it, Jordan. Call, well, of, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I remember a podcast about that that we just did. Yeah, it was close. It was recent. We were advertising for... Oh, no. Right? Oh. No, no, we oh, weren't. Oh, we weren't? Oh, no, okay, we, my bad. We, didn't get, we, we got nothing from that. <laughs> we, we, have, we do not sponsor Call of Duty. Dang, I just look at the titles. I don't actually listen to them. Because we, <laughs> we couldn't actually play it because John's... John's Play, is it PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. Bro, that thing sounds like a helicopter taking <laughs> off. It wouldn't even load. Bro, it does. It sounds like an airplane. It sounds like an airplane. John, <laughs> yeah. we're praying for you for Christmas, man. Bro, he'll open up the door that's in, and it's just like... And heat comes out of that thing. It's <laughs> yeah. going to melt the furniture. Yeah. All right. In the area of action, mm. men should be... Now, okay, let me just give you these. Can I back up? Protection, action, calling, and character. Those are three areas of manhood that mm-hmm. I can clearly identify, quickly identify in the Bible of how we are made by God. We are made to be protectors. We are made to be providers. We are made to be men of action. Um, we have a calling, and we should be developing character. All right, so in the area of action, we have gone from biblical warriors so to one of the things I study, what, what we would call the, the men of the greatest generation. So we've gone from biblical warriors to men of the greatest generation, World War II, to Hollywood stars. Mm. Like we used to admire and talk about the Noahs and the Joshuas mm-hmm. and and all those great men of God. Even I mean, even Paul. Yeah. I mean, think about what he did, like yeah. all, all that he endured um, to bring the gospel to sort of modern day illustrations of the the greatest generation. At least for me, one of my favorite shows. It doesn't have the best language, but <laughs> one of my favorite uh, miniseries is Band of Brothers. Mm. Yeah. I love studying everything about the men of World War II. Yeah. We've gone from that to our major influencers now are Hollywood stars. Yeah. Not I mean, more. think about the people who have power or the people who are influential. The people who are influential during that era of World War II were the people who were like the heroes. Yeah. And now the people that we're called to look up to because there's no like great, you know, battle that's going on between the whole world. Everyone's looking to the to the people with a lot of money, the people who have fame, like TikTok stars and well, stuff. Well, what if I was to say, what if I was to say, give me a word around the word masculinity? What word would you choose? What comes to matter? Wow, that's right, good for masculinity. Yeah. What would I say? What that's... would you say right next to that word? Like uh, leader, I guess. Okay. Thinking of culture, though. Oh, you know, not, uh. not for me. For for other people. Okay, I got you. No, that's good. Yeah, for masculinity, it's just like. Now, bro, masculinity is is toxic. Yeah, yeah toxic. Oh, true. Like, if you, I, I yeah. don't think I don't think men. Well, first of all, we have an epidemic of single women raising men. Right. Mm-hmm. We have an epidemic of of you know I would say 
addiction to social media and other right. external influences that are very feminine, right, are yes. driven by that. Oh, yeah. And so the influences on most of young men are negative yeah. there, as yeah. far as masculinity is concerned. Oh, 100%. So, so it's not like kids are just dumbing down. Well, the education system's ha handling that one too, but <laughs> it's it's there's a pressure to yeah. stop being manly. Yeah, yeah sure. That is, that is definitely true. Okay, so I want to speak about that one, but gosh, I got to go ahead and say this now. You're so right. Like a lot of the um, statistics show us, and there's nothing wrong with this that I'm about to say, that girls are, are extremely outpacing boys in education. They're starting to outpace them in the labor um, area. Like mm -hmm. it's harder to find men and boys that want to work. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, because they have biblical manhood has gone underground because I think toxicity has been placed beside in the rhetoric of culture has been placed beside Matt. That's a great question. Well, man, what, that was a great question. Like, when I say masculinity, what would you put beside it? You should have asked me that yesterday. No, but anyway. <laughs> but I'm going to think about Ron that. Ron B. Smith Jr. No. <laughs> oh, no. Bro, I don't have the Rodney Kilborn, Charles Rodney Kilborn beard. Oh, my. You know? That's masculinity right there. Oh, my God. Oh, how funny. All right, but okay, so think about this. In protection... We, we now use a joystick. Yeah. Um, in, in the area of action, we now look to Hollywood stars. We, we think we think our video games. We think that that's real action. Um, in the area of calling and character, we have gone from Abraham, Moses, Joshua, and Paul hmm. to a Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even I know. I how you just kept it. <laughs> well, I'm not <laughs> even sure what the first name is anymore, but well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But think and about there's so many names you could put around this one yeah. and still make the point. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. But think about that. Yeah. Okay. So we have lost boys. Yeah. Now I can say that two different ways. We have lost boys. Like boys, but we have lost boys. Nice. We're losing a generation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the data supports this. Like I can't just reference one book. Um, because they all reference this. Um, here's the general mood of men, specific men, uh, well, I can't say this specifically, men in general. Men find themselves today lonely, depressed, anxious, and directionless. Wow. Those words come out of those books, out of those statistics wow. that were researched. Yeah. Think about this. This, this is where men are, and boys are as well. Now think about, here's what I've noticed. Here's what I've noticed. Young men today struggle to shake hands, make eye contact, mm. hang out with other men. Yeah. Mm. They struggle to relate to women. Like they just don't know. You would be amazed how many comments I get like, how do I approach a female? Mm. Like Bruh. they struggle to relate to women. They lack a community of guys. They lack long-term goals, mm. and some guys seem to just quietly disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've seen that. I mean, think about that. Almost every one of those um, I can make a I can make an episode out of. And I think I will, now that I'm looking at it, like how to like the importance of shaking hands, making eye contact, hanging out with other men. How to how how can you how can you and should you in all stages relate to women? What does it mean to be in a community of guys? How to set goals? I mean, when I ask the average guy, where do you see yourself in two years? They can't answer it. When I, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see your family? They, they don't know how to answer that. 
Uh, we're doing interviews right now at the church, and that's one of the questions that's being asked. Now, the, the, some of those answers are phenomenal, but a lot of folks lack that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see massive amounts of depression yeah. out in the field, like in high school ministry. Mm. I've never seen this many boys depressed in my life. And you're you're literally out there with them yeah. every week, Talk, talking with them one on one. Just, I would say mm. probably more than sixty percent are oh, dealing wow. with significant depression. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like you said, for whatever reason, I mean, either it's a single um, parent like mom raising, or it's a fatherless home. And sometimes fatherless doesn't mean the absence of a father. And physically, it means the father's in the home, but he's not there. Yeah. Like he doesn't know his role. Yeah. yeah. And it's also all of culture, you know, like what you guys were talking about earlier is, is telling them that they can't do the thing that would make them less depressed. Yes. Well, yeah, it, you know, it kind of, that crashes down around something that's already eating away at them. And it's they, they have no outlet. But right. if you're if you're let's say you're on a fa- in a fatherless home from any perspective, and a mom can't really understand that, just like a dad couldn't understand a motherless home. Yes, a mom doesn't really understand why his father not showing up and being there or giving a, a mess about his existence eats away at his soul. And yes. so when he's dealing with that, it's kind of it's just not even dealt with. It's just like suck it up grow up and and it's, it's not as easy to no. do as, as some people think it is. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, here's one of the things that came out of reading those books. Here, Here's the question men are asking women. What the heck does good masculinity look like? Wow. Yeah. That was in two of the three books. They literally quote for quote are saying, "What? tell me, what does it look like? Hmm. Like they don't even know. Yeah. Now, here's what we do know. Here's what I loved about reading these books. Here's the good stuff I gleaned from it, and there was a lot. Defined gender roles of the past gave um, did give boys a script. Like, we've lost defined gender roles. We know that. But because in these previous generations, and more specifically in Gilmore's book, he studied so many cultures, and he found a common thread that where there were defined gender roles and there was a role model placed in that boy's life that defined for them how you become a man, when you become a man, and what does being a man look like, Mm. masculinity was understood. Wow. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Now, we know there is an attack on um, the patriarch. Um, We know that. So... And, and that's left a vacuum, like just asking the question, what does masculinity look like? It's left a vacuum. But here's the good news, and this is why I'm so passionate about this. It it gives us now a chance at a fresh start. Yeah. Like people are now asking the question, what does masculinity look like? We should step in and answer that question. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a biblical answer. Eric, sure. 100%. Going to the wrong wrong places and sources to get the answer. Yes, so we we have an opportunity um, to teach biblical manhood and then learn it for ourselves, reteach it for boys and even men today. All right, can I just go ahead and end with the uh, end, uh, start halfway through with what I was going to end with and then come back to it? I need to say this. Yeah. Like I need to say so right now, if if you're over the age of 30, 35, let me just say this because I'm very passionate about this. So receive this in love, but um it, it just, you know, receive it. I know watching Dion Sanders the other day, I think he gave an interview and said that was just a good old butt whooping, right? Receive this as a loving 
butt whooping right now. Can I just say that that way? Okay, guys, look, I know older men are struggling with stuff. I get it. I'm not, what I'm about to say does not mean like the things in your marriage, the things in your emotional life, the things with your finances, the things with your jobs, that those aren't real and they're not bad and they're in there and they're not weighty. They are. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that, but here's what our world needs right now. We need men who understand biblical manhood. Doesn't mean you figured it out. It means you're pursuing it as well. Who who just who pick themselves up, mm. get out of the foxhole, yeah, and go grab others and say, let's do this. So yeah. here's what I mean. Like, where do we where do we go from here? Like, I I need men to get your head on your shoulders. Yeah. I need men to stand upright. Like, stand up, pull your put your put your shoulders back, squared away, suck in your gut. What I mean by that is get internal strength. Get feet that are secure. And hands that are made ready, like consecrate yourself and discover your calling. Yeah. Okay, so I can't do this. The podcast podcast can't do this alone. We need you guys to just say, "I'm committed to this, and I don't want to lose another generation." Mm-hmm. Present moments of risk. Later on, our our providential moments of faith for the next generation. So mm-hmm. we need you guys to like step out and and suck it up. Here's what David Gilmore said. In his book, Manhood in the Making, he's the one that wrote that. He said, a cross-cultural study of manliness around the world, he found that all societies had a concept of real, true adult manhood, that it was seen as valuable and indispensable. But listen, masculinity had to be earned and proved. Wow. Now, he goes on to say that there was the presence of a role model Mm. in their life. Okay. Okay. And so we we have to be the role models, and not just for men that are over thirty. Like I'm again, I'm looking at Jacob and Jordan. I'm saying, look, start that now. Yeah, yeah. like at your age, mm-hmm. be it for teenagers, be it for middle schoolers, right? Yeah. right? It, so everybody's for, being mentored and mentoring at some point. Exactly. Way. Yeah, a lot of young, <clears throat> a lot of younger people are looking for mentors who are younger as well. Yes, they are. Yeah, we hear that exactly right. So, well, like today's young young men, they're they're disappearing into social media. Mm. Like they're just going home and just falling into to Instagram or whatever, YouTube. Facebook, YouTube videos are falling into pornography, and and here's what we're here's what's happening, they're not seeing the personal rewards of being a man. Yeah. Mm. And when manhood doesn't exist in civilization or society, that civilization and society struggles. Wow. Yeah. Because biblical manhood is meant to play an important role. Um, in culture and in society. Here's what's interesting. Another feature of Gilmore's findings was that boys generally had to be ushered into manhood and masculinity by other men. Mm. And that's the missing key. Yeah. Like bringing somebody with you. Okay. It's like I've thought about this a lot. This, um, the age of the influencer. Mm. Yeah. I get it. People get paid to try on shirts, right? <laughs> Or whatever. I mean, it's so much more than that, but I get it. I mean, I've learned some stuff from from influencers, but I don't know. A, a while back when this came out, you know, I was telling Rain, I was like, man, people are following parental influencers who've never really been a parent. Yeah. And and th- I mean, I get it, you know. But then I watch Rayleigh and Jacob and others, and they're learning from parents that are like ten and year, ten years older than them that are helping them walk through. So there is value to mm-hmm. it. I'm not fully dismissing um, that. But to me, in some areas, influencer is another way of saying there's an absent role model for this area in my life. Wow. Mm. So social media is having to fill that gap. Wow. 
Now, I'm using social media, right, to fill that gap to reach men. So again, I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying, just think about the term influencer. Like we need somebody to hold our hands as men at a certain age to show us what masculinity looks like. Yeah. Which is why Rodney's question was so huge. Listen to this statistic. Since 1960, the percentage of boys living apart from their biological fathers has nearly doubled from 17% to 32%. Wow. That's insane. Right? In an article, June 17th, 2022, Life Without Fear. It's just an article that I read on that. So think about this. And Rodney, you, you sent it, but I mean, I was waiting to get to this point. Think about this right here. Here's what one of the writers said in so many words, um, right? I took from it. If you're growing up in a single parent household, now seriously, walk, walk through this. Okay, now hang on, pause. As I'm speaking to you guys right here, walk through that even in our church. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have added that, but listen. If you grew up in a single-parent household and you go to a typical public school and a med- typical medical system, there's a decent chance that you will not encounter a male figure of authority until middle school or later. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Think about that. Not your doctor, not your teachers, very few people around you. It's not saying you won't be around men. You won't be around a, a influencer, a Somebody male. to pour into you. Like, you don't have that that opportunity without a dad. That is what data is showing us mm. until they're in middle school or later. And even then, it's not going to be the same. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a coach or something. Right. I mean, yeah. like Rodney's role over yeah. in the local high school. I mean, Rodney's role, what he's playing in the life of those kids, like the conversations that he's having, what we're thinking about here um, you know, even on front side and even locally. I mean, like I said, walk through the life of even even our church. Thank God, thank God. We are just we we we've been seeing for a while. We're seeing more and more men get involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. But we, like the average church, still are outnumbered. I don't know the number, but there are more women serving as teachers, as leaders, as servants than there are men. Yeah. Yeah. We need more godly men as student leaders. We need more godly men as children teaching children the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not just a woman's job. Yeah. It's a man's job. For sure. Yeah. The whole story of Waterstone is built around Joshua chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, where it says, what happens when the time comes when your children ask their fathers? Mothers play an important role, but the father was the one that the, that the scriptures call out this is what your this is your role. This is who you yeah. are. This is what God is doing. Yeah. All right. So the presence of a father is important. A god and and godly role models. They help boys thrive. We we know that. But here's where I want to spend the next three or four um episodes on. Here's what we know about men. I mentioned it in the beginning. Men are called to be providers. Yeah. You can clearly find that. Men are called to be protectors. They're called to be procreators, and they're called to be godly patriarchs. Yeah. You, you right now talk. Every one of these areas is is being attacked by the world around us. Mm-hmm. That that men aren't called to be providers. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Men as protectors. Like just recently, I started to open up a door for um, a female, and I thought because I've been told before, I don't need your help. Like I've been taught, like I used to, my, my dad, I can hear my dad, like, you better open up that door. Yeah. You know, now I hear their voice. I don't need your help. Yeah. You know, oh or, I don't need your help. Like, I mean, like, think about that. I mean, 
it's right because men are no longer seen as the protector. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about how many young men struggle to look you in the eye, to shake your hand, to give a firm handshake. Well, think think about, like, look at look at movies right now. Yes, you take can, that. You can take a Marvel movie or whatever, and you see a 90-pound woman beating senselessly 600 men. Yes. <laughs> that's not reality. That's not but that's right. the reality, you know, it's the, it's the virtual reality, you know, it's the... Uh, reality that that kids are starting to live in and women begin to think that this is real and so do young men yes you know, they, they, they start to personalize it now listen if you if if you're if you right now you think i'm bashing the role of a of a female you don't know a whole lot about me mm-hmm. um and and you, you go back and listen to the podcast where i have well admitted easily admitted the females in my life four of them the four females in my life are easily stronger than me in so many areas mm-hmm. Um, just like where my wife would stand up and take care of things, like when when certain things happen, like you know how to fight the big battles. Typically, it's the easy things that'll stump me, and this that's when my wife steps in and she's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do." But she definitely looks to me when there's an unknown noise or when there's something going on. I'm the first one to run out, right? Yeah. She still so it takes both of us. It it takes both of us. There is the role of the female and the mom. And she she is strong in, a, in an area where the Bible says honor the wife as the weaker vessel. Mm. That word doesn't mean weak like she's physically weak. It means she's of a different fabric. She's of a different cloth. Mm. Yeah. Both roles are needed. So yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here throwing shade on females that they have. No. But it's the absence of the father that doesn't help accentuate the strength of the mother. Yeah. Both yeah. are needed. Yeah, I, I I have a stat here. I have okay. a couple of stats. Bring so, it. Because because this came up in a recent uh, uh, Bible study, and so it was back background. And this is uh, National Fatherhood Initiative in the U.S. Census Bureau. As far as fatherless uh, children, they consist of seventy two percent of all teenage murderers. Oh wow! Sixty percent of rapists. Seventy percent of incarcerated children. They're twice as likely to quit school. They're 11 times more likely to be violent. They're, they can they account for three out of four, 75% of teen suicides. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of male suicides. 90% of runaways, 80% of psychiatric hospital uh, mm-hmm. admissions. So it, it's, it, it goes on and on and on. Right. It's not that, you know, moms aren't standing in the gap. There's a lot of men that walk away from family, but right. this is what gets left behind. Right. You know, men have a role. Yes. Here, and we should be... Like like you're saying right now, we should be. There's a lot of men out there, are young men, you boys out there who don't have someone to look at. Yes, and that's discipleship. We should be stepping in the gap. Absolutely. All right. So let me say this before I forget it, because there's a reason why I'm gonna come back to this. There's there's a reason why I mentioned the role of of godly men, and because they're one, it, it's identifying what you should be growing towards. But number two, it's an area that to be aware, this is where the devil and culture is going to attack the identity and purpose and design. Men by design, by God, are made to be providers and protectors. I'm, I'm going to pause for just a moment because I'm come back and give you the other, the other two. Okay, I, I have to say this um, right now in the area of, of men. Okay, you are absolutely needed. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to understand uh, your role um, in culture. And where the devil is going to attack you. Now, we know in, in every scenario there are negative models. There are negative models of manhood. There's the one extreme where the guys like is, is the word machismo. I don't know or 
Is that it? You know, where the guy's super macho, where he's like, I'm the provider. I'm when I come home, I expect dinner and you to obey me and mm. and, and and write and and perform. I'm, on, st- I'm still looking for the bad part here. Yeah. What's wrong? <laughs> and to perform on duty. Like, I get that. There's this mindset out there that there are some there are some forms of masculinity on one end of the spectrum right. that is toxic. Yeah. It's right. not healthy. You know, being the head of the household, I've said this does not mean you come in and, and you just throw the hammer down and expect everybody to obey you. No, 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 no. Right? The Bible tells you now that we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. You don't see any toxic uh, thinking in that. And there's there's other spectrum where the guy is just a total patsy, you know, where he's just like not even in, where where you come home and everybody else kicks you around mm. because you've so far submitted. So we know on left on the extremes of the lefts and the rights, if you will, there are are unhealthy forms of masculinity. Yeah. So being the provider, you know, doesn't mean always that you make the most money. That's yeah. not what. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. a whole other episode on that. It just means that you're willing to provide for the family. Like you'll do whatever it takes to put food and clothes and protection on, on right in front of them. It doesn't mean you're always going to. There were many times in our in our uh, in Rain and I's marriage where she made more money than I, and she was far. But there was times when she wasn't making any money and uh, right. But protectors, you're you're that okay. But here's another one. Listen, you got to pay attention to this. Men are by design we're, we're procreators. Yeah, that was given to us by God. Um, that was given to what? That was given to Adam and Eve. It was given to Noah. Like, hey man, the whole world was wiped yeah. out. Like, as soon as your family get off the boat, let's go. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's up to you now. And they did what they were told. They did what they were told. But we're procreators. Stop. Stop right there. Okay. By design, God has given you a sexual drive. Yeah. Pornography exploits that and distorts that and destroys that. Yeah. You have to see that. Yeah. God has given you a sexual drive. If you, you would not be a procreator if God had not given you a sexual drive. Mm-hmm. So that's natural in who you are. But on one end of the toxic masculinity um, scale, it can be misused. Mm-hmm. It can be abused. On the other end, it won't even be used at all, mm. and therefore you're not feeling a command to be fruitful and multiply. So I have to say this right now. If you are actively looking at involved in pornography, stop. It is an absolute distortion of what God created. But do not deny that God has given you a sexual desire. Just quit being a fool to watching something that's not reality, Hmm. and it's a distortion of what God created. But we cannot, because pornography exists, we cannot dance around a subject that men were given a a sexual drive. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have to acknowledge that, but have healthy boundaries with that. And we're mm. going gonna to deal with that, okay? I get it. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about on that area. I'm like, okay, I get it, Pastor Ron. God's given me a sexual drive. Well, try telling my wife that. Yeah. Mm. Like, I understand that. Are there, there's, You know, there's so, there's so many things we could talk about in that area. I get it. You're called to be a protector. And listen, a protector doesn't always mean you're like, well, Pastor Ron, I'm just not the militant type. I get it. You have a military background, but I'm just not that. I mean, I understand that. That doesn't mean that all of us are good at jujitsu and <laughs> and taekwondo and 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 Krav Maga and and we we walk around carrying a K bar knife and you know no that that doesn't that doesn't that, you just shouldn't give your wife that role, right? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean you're militant. It's just that you understand like you protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, protection can be in so many ways. If you're walking down the street, instead of letting her walk where the cars are swinging by, you walk on the curb, if you will, and protect so many things. Like you open the door for her. You help pick things up for her. It doesn't mean like you pick up a rifle and man a post always, mm-hmm. right? I'm just not that person. I get that. Here's the next one. You're called to be godly patriarchs. Mm-hmm. You're called to be godly patriarchs, yeah. leaders of the home, spiritual leaders of the home, men that are seen as men of faith, not perfect. It doesn't mean you can quote scripture, you know, endlessly. It doesn't mean you're you have the deepest prayer life. My wife has a deeper prayer life than me by far. My wife probably has a more of a committed personal Bible study than I do. My wife is more empathetic in those areas of spirituality than I am in so many areas. But that doesn't mean she's the spiritual leader of the home. Mm-hmm. For sure. So it doesn't mean understanding. It just means she recognizes that that's the role that God has placed me in. She prays for me to be that mm-hmm. and, and that my kids would see that. So listen, these are what you're called to be, guys. You're called to be providers, protectors, procreators, and patriarchs. Wow. Here's my hope in the next few episodes. We're almost done. My hope is this, that we can find ways um, to work with our God-given traits of risk-taking, strength, self-mastery, protecting, providing, procreating. My hope is that we can take the God-given strengths to men Mm. and we can recognize how important they are and how to develop them. And we can, we, maybe it's just a few of us, we can stop this trend of losing a generation. These young men Younger than us right now, all of us have somebody younger than us, are are worth saving. Yes. Yeah. And that they're worth developing. When people see that there's actually reward for being manly, yes. they're going to start wanting to be manly. But since it's been so like diminished for so long, uh, there's just nobody wanting to do it. Exactly. And that's why it has to start with the leadership. Come on. There's no one to look to, too. It's hard to. Yes. Yes. I wrote this down. I have to read it. Our cultural shift is one reason why the crisis of masculinity might take time to fix. To your point, Jordan, well said. Because developing positive models of manhood requires relationships and mentorship on an individual level in a way we have not seen represented in a while. Yeah. You just said that, Jordan. Like, it's been a while since we've seen those appropriate models because we're talking generation, which is, you know, up to 20 years. It's been a while since we've seen that. We're going to have to work harder to rediscover, mm. repurpose, and engineer a new path forward. Yeah, we are. So, what does that mean? Here's I, here's what I mentioned. Like this is the ending of this one. What does that mean, guys? I I need you older men to get your head on your shoulders. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean listen. That doesn't mean repressing the emotions you have, the struggles that you have. The Bible tells us that Jesus, while he was suffering, still ministered. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you – I'm not asking you to suppress or deny um, that that you're not carrying a heavy weight, that today the job stinks, that mm-hmm. the bills in front of you are tough. There's a medical diagnosis that's out there. I mean, you know, I, I get it. That's not – but just, just say, you know what? Get your head on your shoulders. Yeah. Like, come on. Recognize everybody else is going through some level of what you're going through, but you're going to be determined to do this. Man, like I can hear my mom still in the background. Even when I was playing soccer, like, like stand up straight because I used to always slump over. <laughs> you know, stand up straight. Yeah, yeah. 
stand up straight. Joshua chapter one, when Moses was dead, now that now Moses is dead, basically God said, get out there, stand tall. We need men that are standing tall and suck in the gut, mm. like build internal strength. I watch my wife do this so much. That's one of the areas, I mean, where she's probably, I know she's more internally strong than I am. Um, like suck it up. Again, not deny, but come on. Like, men, I need you to have feet that are secure, feet that are risk-taking, faith-walking, and God-fearing. Yeah. We got to have it. We're losing. We have lost boys. And we need men that have hands that are made ready. We Joshua need, said, consecrate yourself. We need courageous men We absolutely, of lost boys. Yes, we do. Yeah, we need courageous men and get your calling secured. What are men called to be? Men are called to be providers, protectors, procreators, and patriarchs. Can you tell I'm fired up about this? Yeah, like I'm mad, like in a good way. Like I'm, I'm like, come on. I can like, see the smoke coming out your ears. I something out I'm, your headphones, man. Is it? Yeah. Wait, is that, a, does that mean there's a wire loose or something yeah. up there? Oh, Not oh, in my head. That's what that is. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> no, I'm I'm passionate uh, about this because, like you guys know. Uh, thankful that like, I mean, I love when I say thankful, I love where I'm at. I'm yeah. in the last half of my ministry, which is Lord willing, a 30 to 35 year run. I don't want to waste the 30 years that I put into this. Mm. So now we know the game is never won in the first half. It's it's won in the second half. Come on. Come on, guys. Right. Let's do this. Let's We can bring back this generation and win them. So look forward uh, to some uh, future episodes on this, on developing like, what does that mean? And yes, we're going to talk to your guys about your marriage, about your job, about your mental health, about these certain addictions and habits and hangups, and we're going to address all of that. But I I need men to sign up. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I, I need men instead of being drafted. Like, come on, we need you. No, instead of draft, we want you to just just volunteer to be a man. Yeah. Just sign up and say, God, today I am going to try my best to be a godly man. Yeah. I may not know everything about it, but you do. You're mm-hmm. my heavenly Father. And so you're my example. I'm going to be a godly man. Can I count on you guys out there listening? Hmm. Yeah, I think I heard a few of you in the distance. <laughs> Head on a swivel. Yeah. Well, yeah, who is come that? On. Come on. Man, the listener just spoke to us. Somebody shouted out from DeLand, <laughs> wherever it was. I don't know. I'm passionate about this because, yes, I have a grandson, and it's not just that, but having a grandson is showing me that um, we don't, we can't lose another generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe I'm seeing a lot of boys being born recently that have not been born. God has given us an opportunity to capture this moment to once again teach them what biblical man looks like. Let's do this, right? Ready on the right, ready on the left, all ready on the firing line. Come on, we need men that are faithful, focused, and fearless. I think we can do this. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. I sign up. Sign up. Yo, like, I checked the subscribe. box. I, yeah, I signed the document. All right. I got on my yellow shirt. Jordan has on a yellow shirt. Ronnie has on a yellow shirt. Yeah, the yellow shirt crew is good to go. They're actually matching today. Sh- shopping at Target. You look oh. good today, Jordan. Yeah. You look well as well. How funny. <laughs> Jacob and I didn't get yellow shirted today. No, we're not in the crew. Uh, we're not in the crew, but next hey, time we will. if you love Front Sight, come on Sunday with a yellow shirt on. Hey. Wow, let's see what happens. Let's see who does. I like throwing that out there. <laughs> and if you're not local, take a picture of yourself in a, in a yellow shirt and send it to us and let us know oh, you're man, ready. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Come show on. it on Sunday. I'm just kidding. We Bro, won't. that was a good throw out. I like that. Do it. Do it. Get here. Yellow shirt. Oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to wear yellow shirts on Sunday, I guess. If you're a real man. If you're a real man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh no, how funny. Watch somebody show up and be like, oh, I didn't know today was yellow shirt. <laughs> it's not pink, it's salmon. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> oh, how funny. All right. Thank y'all for letting me spout this information out. I got fired up about it when I read some articles. So thank you guys. We love you. We're praying for you. And thank you for being a part of the Bible study. Start one where you're at. But hey, come on, let's go. Let's be a man. Biblical manhood. Let's get started.